Okay, perfect. First of all, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. Um, for those that may not know who you are and what you do, if you don't mind doing a quick intro. Oh, yeah. Steve Trang. I've got a podcast. That's what most people know me for, Real Estate Disruptors. Uh, I got a brokerage. I've got a title company. I got a traditional real estate team. Uh, we wholesale, we flip. Uh, we got an app, OfferFast, and uh, we do sales training. We teach uh, some of the top guys in the country. Uh, we teach their team how to close more effectively. Guys that are doing 20 deals a month, we're actively working with their team to get an extra 20, 20, 20 to 25% more sales out of their existing leads. So closing more deals without spending more in marketing. Awesome. Before we get into the nuances of uh, what you currently do, if we could talk about, you know, the early stages of your entrepreneurial journey, you know, if you can recall what those instances look like, um, what kind of content you were consuming, what kind of things were you surrounding yourself with? Sure. Uh, so I can say that when I first started, there were a lot of challenges and I wish, I wish there were podcasts like there were now. I wish there were books. And I have, I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of audiobooks. you know, Audible or something like, like Audible was around at that time. I was listening to CDs. That's what I was listening. I was listening to CDs in the car, you know? Uh, so there was information available, but not like it is today. I mean, right now, uh, things I'm learning about entrepreneurship and, uh, or hearing about entrepreneurship and, you know, you're managing your finances and, and leading people, recruiting effectively, that stuff wasn't talked about right. back then, you know? So I think for me, the kind of content I was consuming was mostly CDs. I was at a small brokerage, uh, which, you know, the, the owner was great. He taught me a lot. Um, but I wish that I was in a place where there was more uh, information freely available. Cause I think that uh, the, the, the cap on your growth is limited to, you know, what you know and how much you've developed. And so I wish I was in an environment where there was a little bit more personal development, but at the end of the day, I mean, he was good to me. And if it weren't for him, I would probably still be an engineer. So, you know. So that's interesting. You um, you pursued engineering um, in, in terms of your academics, but what was the switch like from, you know, not pursuing that line of work and, and actually going out and starting your own companies or just having that spirit that allowed you to have um, the infrastructure that you, you previously described in the, in the opening you know, what was that transition like for you? Yeah. So uh, it was tough as a salesperson. So, you know, being in, well, first I never fit in engineering because I was too outgoing. So I was extroverted for an engineer. I just didn't fit in with engineers, but I'm too introverted to be a salesperson, you know? So I don't hang out really with salespeople either. So I've kind of found my environment, my community and other business owners and entrepreneurs. That's kind of my community. Um, but I can tell you trying to sell, trying to go from a world where everything's digital and computers to, hey, Arsh, you should buy this house. This house is great. You're going to love it. That was not a simple transition because, you, you know, I meet with you and like, Steve, I'm trying to buy a three-bedroom house, two baths, under 150000 So I will show you a house that's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, under 150000 in the city you want it. There you go. Found it for you. I didn't sell it. I didn't tell you about how great this house is going to be, how your family's going to grow up in it. Uh, the furniture and how it's going to be, you know, when your mom comes over, you can show her the, the kitchen or your master bedroom. How proud. We didn't talk about any of that because like, here's, introverted. yeah, it was just like, here's your house. Like, you know, what are we going to do? And so it was, 
a gradual growth in becoming more personable in, 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 um, in selling homes and becoming a salesperson. I'm right there with you. Um, in, in my own experience, I was exactly the same way, super introverted, shy, didn't really feel comfortable, you know, going above and beyond to convince people to like me or like what I was pushing. And, you know, I started this podcast primarily to get out of that bubble and having all these, you know, 200 conversations, you, you realize that you can use your introversion to have better conversations. It's kind of a mm-hmm. weird thing. You can really be observant and not, you know, in a hyper energetic state where you're looking forward to speaking, you can actually empathize with people on a level that when you respond to them connects so, so much better than, you know, just a surface level uh, conversational tactic. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that from your side where, you know, what were the things that you did or, or was there anything in particular that kind of helped you make that transition? Well, one thing that really worked to my advantage, because uh, I, I can, you know, from my position, I was looking around, I was like, okay, this guy gets a lot of sales. He's charismatic. People love him. He's really easy to build a relationship with. For me, I didn't have that. So uh, my advantage was that introversion was that they knew when I was there, I was there to help. I was there for them. I was there to solve their problems with the intent to serve. So the things that worked for me was I always built instant trust, not instant relationships. We weren't best friends. We didn't keep in touch very much. You know, unfortunately, a lot of my business was very transactional, uh, but they knew when I was there, they were dealing with, you know, a, a professional, you know, someone that's going to solve their problems, someone that cared. And so a lot of the, the way I communicated was asking a lot of questions, you know, and that was really effective. Now we know in doing sales training, why it was effective, but I had no idea why it was effective. I just knew that people trusted me. So that's that the, the one saving grace was that I did, I was a good listener, right? Being introverted, I was a good listener and I asked a lot of questions and that served me very well. Uh, but you see these other guys that are extroverted and charismatic, it's a lot easier to sell when you're charismatic. I definitely agree. Um, and this could, uh, uh, this could tie into the modern world where, you know, people really push certain personas online or they, they create an image that helps their brand progress or whatever it may be. But I, I, and this is kind of from my perspective, I haven't really seen a lot of people embracing, you know, who they truly are. Um, especially amongst younger entrepreneurs, they, they have a tendency and I fall into that category as well, where you feel like taking elements from successful people that, you know, have certain qualities or whatever that resonate. But in that process, you give up your own authenticity in a way that could connect and actually help you create uh, somewhat of a core audience and not just people that support you because of certain things that you don't naturally have. So in your experience, in terms of the transition to the content creation and the online side of things, you know, how, how have you um, gone about that? Like, what, what are your values that you structure that with? Well, I think the thing that's fortunate is uh, in some ways I, I appear to be an overnight success, you know, cause I got out of nowhere, I'm everywhere. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, you know, I've been killing myself since 2007 to get to where I am today. And so I was very comfortable in my skin from day one, once I started the podcast, you know, once we did the Facebook live and the YouTube videos and Instagram, all, all the other stuff, I was already very comfortable in my own skin. And so I didn't feel like I had to change anything. Now, that being said, I am doing some uncomfortable stuff right now on TikTok. You know, I'm trying to find my way there. And so I am trying to find what works. 
but I think what what I found with Facebook, what I found with Instagram, and right now trying to find in TikTok um, is you've got to find your own voice. You don't need to change who you are, but you need to find out how to get your voice heard in the different platforms. And so don't, don't do what everyone else is doing because you uh, think it's the best way to market. Uh, be authentic, be yourself. You know, I'm not showing up in a Lambo. I hate Lamborghinis. Uh, so I'm not going to be posing in front of a Lambo. So I'm a Tesla guy. So I'll post my Tesla every once in a while, but it's not fortuitous. I'm not doing it once a week and once a month. It's like, like every few months, I was like, you know, here's me, uh, you know, we're on our way to this appointment whatever. So um, I think you can always be authentic and it's hard when you don't have um, necessarily something to say, but I can say, I can tell you, you know, and, and learning from Gary Vaynerchuk, is people do appreciate those that will document their journey. Um, if you want to talk about your struggles, your grind, you know, these deals that have fall, fallen apart. If you're in real estate, you know, the deals that have died, what's happened. If you're in other industries, um, you know, I don't know, Forex, job shipping, whatever. I don't know what those other industries, but if you're talking about your journey, you know, talking about what, what platforms you're using, here's what happened, here's your day. It was a really good day. And then this happened, some big announcement, and then you're, because you didn't sell your options in time, whatever it is, just talking about it will resonate with people. There, you will find an audience if you just talk about what's going on in your life. That's a uh, really good advice. And it's actually kind of what I primarily do is um, just document like everything that's happening. Um, and it's actually quite surprising how well it resonates with people, especially those that are your peers or people that are within the same um realm of things they you know you may not have the most valuable thing to say or the soundbite that really like gets people going or moving for for a brief period of time but they still you know you you can absorb elements from from anyone's uh journey regardless of how big or small they are and i feel like that to have that ability is super important um well and yeah look no matter where you are there's someone that is behind you there's someone that's reaching up and part of the journey is always following those that are, are ahead of you. So if you're documenting your journey, maybe you don't have anything amazing to say, but, but you're further ahead of the journey than someone else. So you're going to say something that's going to resonate with somebody that will help them. And that's one of the reasons why we create so much content is that I don't know which piece of content is going to work. I don't know what's going to help people, but if I put out enough content, it will help people. And that's what you got to remember if you're going, if you, if you're intending to create content.